Good morning and welcome to Morning Prayer for Saturday the 10th of October. Today we celebrate the legacy of Paulinus, Bishop of York, uh, missionary, uh, died in 644. Uh, Paulinus I, Bishop of York, sent as part of the uh, Gregory mission coming up from the south through Canterbury with Augustine. So he was on the second wave, headed up north, and managed to convert some of the royal family up in Northumbria uh, and brought um, up Christianity from Rome. Uh, one of the uh, converts, one of the people who baptized was St. Hilda, um, later went south and became Bishop of Rochester. So that is Paulinus, important to those in York. Do you mean St. Hilda or St. Hild? Uh, you can have either. Was it both? She is known as both. Oh. So, um, notices. There's the uh, usual stuff on the website uh, for this coming weekend. So there's the invitations to the 10 o'clock service tomorrow. There's also choral evening song tomorrow at half six. Both will be Zoomed uh, or you can come in person. Uh, there'll be a podcast for tomorrow morning and there's Compline uh, both for tonight and tomorrow night, uh, same time, nine o'clock and all week. Uh, so you're welcome to any of those. That's about it, I think. Okay. Yep. So on this Saturday morning, we begin our morning prayer. O Lord, open our lips. And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, you are my God. Eagerly I seek you. My soul is a thirst for you. My flesh also faints for you, as in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So would I gaze upon you in your holy place, that I might behold your power and your glory. Your loving kindness is better than life itself, and so my lips shall praise you. I will bless you as long as I live, and lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied, as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my helper, and under the shadow of your wings will I rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand shall hold me fast. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. So the night has passed, and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now we we've missed a few days of doing all this. How many how many psalms are we going to have this morning? Oh, one, two, four. just two. The first is Psalm seventy six. The refrain is: "The Lord has made fast His throne for judgment." In Judah, God is known; His name is great in Israel. At Salem is His tabernacle and His dwelling place in Zion. There broke he the flashing arrows of the bow, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. In the light of splendour you appeared, glorious from the eternal mountains. The boastful were plundered, they have slept their sleep. 
None of the warriors can lift their head. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both horse and chariot fell stunned. Terrible are you in majesty. Who can stand before your face when you are angry? You caused your judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth trembled and was still. When God arose to judgment to save all the meek upon earth, you crushed the wrath of the peoples and bridled the wrathful remnant. Make a vow to the Lord your God and keep it. Let all who are round about him bring gifts to him that is worthy to be feared. He breaks down the spirit of princes and strikes terror in the kings of the earth. The Lord has made fast his throne for judgment. Majestic and gracious God, how awesome, more awesome than the agents of war, more powerful than the wrath of nations. Restrain the violence of the peoples and draw the despised of the earth into the joyful life of your kingdom, where you live and reign forever and ever. We've got another psalm, Psalm 79. Help us, O God, of our salvation, for the glory of your name. O God, the heathen have come into your heritage. Your holy temple have they defiled and made Jerusalem a heap of stones. The dead bodies of your servants they have given to be food for the birds of the air and the flesh of your faithful to the beasts of the field. Their blood have they shed like water on every side of Jerusalem and there was no one to bury them. We have become the taunt of our neighbours, the scorn and derision of those that are around about us. Lord, how long will you be angry forever? How long will your jealous fury blaze like fire? Pour out your wrath upon the nations that have not known you and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon your name. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. Remember not against our former sins. Let your compassion make haste to meet us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God, of our salvation, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and wipe away your sins for your name's sake. Why should the heathen say, where is now their God? Let vengeance for your servant's blood that is shed be known among the nations in our sight. Let the sorrowful sighing of the prisoners come before you and by your mighty arm preserve those who are condemned to death. May the taunts with which our neighbours taunted you, Lord, return sevenfold to their bosom. But we that are your people, and the sheep of your pasture will give you thanks forever and tell of your praise from generation to generation. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name. When faith is scorned and love grows cold, then, God of hosts, rebuild your church on lives of thankfulness and patient prayer. Through Christ, your eternal Son. Glory, Glory to, to the, the Father, Father and, and to the to Son, the Son and, and to, to the, the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now and shall be forever. forever. Amen. So the first reading is from 2 Kings, chapter 4. 
Now the wife of a member of the company of prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. But a creditor has come to take my two children as slaves. Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? She answered, Your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. He said, Go, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbours, empty vessels, and not just a few. Then go in and shut the door behind you and your children and start pouring into all these vessels. When each is full, set it aside. So she left him and shut the door behind her and her children. They kept bringing vessels to her, and she kept pouring. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. But he said to her, There are no more. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your children can live on the rest. One day Elisha was passing through Shunem, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to have a meal. So whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for a meal. She said to her husband, Look, I am sure that this man who regularly passes our way is a holy man of God. Let us make a small roof chamber with walls, and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp, so that he can stay there whenever he comes to us. One day, when he came there, he went up to the chamber and lay down there. He said to his servant, Gehazi, call the Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. He said to him, say to her, since you have taken all this trouble for us, what may be done for you? Would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I live among my own people. He said, What then may be done for her? Gehazi answered, Well, she has no son, and her husband is old. He said, Call her. When he had called her, she stood at the door. He said, At this season, in due time, you shall embrace a son. She replied, No, my lord, O man of God, do not deceive your servant. But the woman conceived, and bore a son at that season, in due time, as Elisha had declared to her. When the child was older, he went out one day to his father among the reapers. He complained to his father, Oh, my head, my head! The father said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. He went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, closed the door on him and left. Then he called to her husband and said, Send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys, so I may quickly go to the man of God and come back again. He said, Why go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. She said, It will be all right. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her servants, Urge the animal on. Do not hold back for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi his servant, 
Look, there is the Shunammite woman. Run at once to meet her and say to her, Are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is the child all right? She answered, It is all right. When she came to the man of God at the mountain, she caught hold of his feet. Gehazi approached to push her away, but the man of God said, Let her alone, for she is in bitter distress. The Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Then she said, did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, do not mislead me? He said to Gehazi, gird up your loins and take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, go, give no greeting. And if anyone greets you, do not answer and lay my staff on the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave without you. So he rose up and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was no sound or sign of life. He came back to meet him and told him, The child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, he saw the child lying dead on his bed. So he went in and closed the door on the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. Then he got up on the bed and lay upon the child, putting his mouth upon his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, and his hands upon his hands. And while he lay bent over him, the flesh of the child became warm. He got down, walked once to and fro in the room, then got up again and bent over him. The child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite woman. So he called her. When she came to him, he said, Take your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she took her son and left. Any thoughts? It's, uh, it's different. You're not going to do a sermon on it today. No, no, Thus says our God, I will comfort you. You shall see and your heart shall rejoice. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you love her. All you who love her, says the Lord. Rejoice with her in joy, all you who mourn over her. That you may drink deeply with delight from her consoling breast. For thus says our God, you should be nursed and carried on her arm. As a mother comfort, comforts her children, so I will comfort you. You shall see and your heart shall rejoice. You shall flourish like the grass of the fields. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. Thus says our God, I will comfort you and you shall see and your heart shall rejoice. Um, we have Acts chapter 25. After several days had passed, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea to welcome Festus. Since they were staying there for several days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a man here who was left in prison by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me about him and asked for a sentence against him. I told them it was not the custom of the Romans to hand over anyone before the accused had met the accusers face to face and had been given an opportunity to make a defence against the charge. So when they met here, I lost no time, but on the next day took my seat on the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought. 
When the accusers stood up, they did not charge him with any of the crimes that I was expecting. Instead, they had certain points of disagreement with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died, but whom Paul asserted to be alive. Since I was at a loss how to investigate these questions, I asked whether he wished to go to Jerusalem and be tried there on these charges. But when Paul had appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of his imperial majesty, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to the emperor. Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you will hear him. So on the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with a great pomp, and they entered the audience hall with military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. Then Festus gave the order and Paul was brought in, and Festus said, King Agrippa and all here present with us, you see this man about whom the whole Jewish community petitioned me, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. But I found that he had done nothing deserving death, and when he appealed to his imperial majesty, I decided to send him. But I have nothing definite to write to our sovereign about him. Therefore, I have brought him before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after we have examined him, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable to send a prisoner without indicating the charges against him. Your salvation is near to those who fear you, that glory may dwell in our land. Your salvation is near to those that fear you, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. That glory may dwell in our land. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Your salvation is near to those who fear you, that glory may dwell in our land. Christ gave them as a light to the nations, that his salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Saviour, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors, and to remember his holy covenants. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. And you, child, you shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. Christ gave them as a light to the nations that his salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. And so on this Saturday morning, we come together for prayer. 
and we give thanks for the week which has just passed. For some of us, it will have been a good week and an exciting week, maybe. For others, it will have been a really tough week and a tiring week. And we pray that whatever our week has been like, we trust that we have not forgotten that you have been with us and that at the start of this weekend, we trust that you are still with us and will stay with us, keep us safe and be with us whatever we are doing and wherever we may be. We continue to pray for our weekend, for all the things we may have to do, all the things we may have planned and for all those things which are unplanned, some of which are always exciting and some of which are the things which we hadn't planned and just have to do. And so we pray that whatever we do, we do with you at the heart of it, reflecting your love and your light. We pray that we will be people of grace and love, people of hope, people of joy, people who can empathise and sympathise and walk with others in their need and people who will graciously accept the love and care and compassion of others if they are giving that to us. We pray that whatever we do this day and this weekend, we will hold you in the heart of it. We continue to pray for our world and its needs, for a financial situation, for environmental situation, for countries which are at war, civil and military, for places where there is persecution, for places where there is violence. We pray for the peacemakers of the world. We pray that peace can be at the heart of all we do. And we pray for our world as it works to find a way to either live or to get rid of this virus. We pray for the countries with no money to look into research and to pay for treatment. And we pray for the countries where there is more money, that they use that money wisely and carefully, and that there can be a cure or a vaccine soon. We pray for those who have been in contact with others and have to isolate. We pray for those who never knew that they were infected, and have come up with a positive test result. We pray for schools and universities, for those who have gone from home and ended up isolating in their halls of residence. We pray for their parents. We pray for colleges and university staff, for teaching staff and assistants, for all who are trying to keep everyone safe. We continue to pray for our NHS and all who look after us, for our funeral directors, for our care homes, for all those who are watching over us and trying to keep us safe. May we play our part in keeping ourselves safe and doing our best to keep others safe as well. We continue to pray for shops and businesses, for those who are keeping things moving, those who keep us fed, those who help others. And finally, we pray for those we love and care for, 
those who are on our hearts, our families, our friends, our neighbours, those who are those who we love and maybe don't see that often at the moment. We hand them to you. We hand them to you for your care and protection and your love. And as we remember those who are poorly in body, mind or spirit, those who are close to death, those who are mourning loved ones who have lost, we have a moment of quiet just to hold them to you. And finally, finally, we pray for our services coming up tomorrow. Services not just in Richmond, but in other places as well, across the country and across the world. We pray that they can be places either online or in person, places of love and hope, of comfort and of reassurance of your presence with us. God, our Saviour, who sent Paulinus to preach and to baptise, and so to build up your church in this land, grant that, inspired by his example, we may tell all the world of your truth, that with him we may receive the reward you prepare for all your faithful servants, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our, our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. The dying is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless us and preserve us from all evil and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.